This is Bragging Rights, a show all about college football, where the conversations are lively, the topics are trivial, and the hosts are semi-knowledgeable. And now, here are your hosts, Madison and Pierce. Welcome in to another edition of Bragging Rights. Boy, oh boy, has it been a minute. The last time we talked to you guys was June, and it seems like the entire state of college football has changed. We want to address that uh, with you guys today before we get into our conference previews starting next week. But before we get started, I need to introduce myself and my co-host. I'm Madison, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother Pierce. Pierce, how are you? I'm excited. I, I finally allowed myself to get into uh, college football mode, start starting to look into things. It's obviously been a crazy year. That's that's changed some things. Usually by now I would have – I am I almost can't stand it how ready I am for college football. And, and now, this day and age, I'm just kind of looking at it like today. So excited about things, excited to uh, get the conference breakdowns going. Um, obviously we had some great intel last year. Um, I think some of my picks worked out really well as far as who would win the conference. So excited to get into that and dig deeper. Obviously, we'll have some missing pieces, but um, you know, the more uh, the, the, as long as we just have college football, that's that's all I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I will breathe a sigh of relief this weekend when Austin P and Central Arkansas play because they'll prove it can be done. Now, whether it can be done at a high level and consistently through the whole season, that test will come in a couple weeks. Uh, Big 12 starts play on September 12th. The ACC and the SEC will start their conference slate of games. There'll be a couple ACC games before then, but the SEC, uh, all all conferences, I should say, will fully be in action by September 26th. So as of right now, tonight, when we're recording this podcast, there's a 31 days, I think, till that uh, so September 26th. It's going to be a long 31 days. So much has changed. Uh, even like I said, since we talked to you in June, the biggest, of course, being the fact that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have decided not to play their games this fall. They have decided to opt for a spring season. I mean, I know how you're going to go with this, Pierce. I think we have the same viewpoint, but what are your thoughts on them trying to play a spring season? I mean, it's hard, it's hard to be critical, like overly critical about um, about what the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are doing. There's no chance that they can play in the spring. Obviously, I'm not going to beat a dead horse, so to speak. Here, um, you, you, you know, most of y'all have heard this already, but it, it, you can't just have two seasons, even if one of the seasons is a conduced season um, or reduced season. I just don't see it happening. It can't happen. It's a, it's a health hazard in its own right that way, and you're already worried about COVID. So, um, I just don't see it happening. And and you know, it's it's crazy. I can't wait to dive into it a little more, but. It's uh, it's a weird world we live in. To your point, just really quick, we don't have to, you know, beat a dead horse. And I'm so sick and tired of hearing about COVID. I don't want to come on here and and talk about it till I'm blue in the face too. But to your point, if the conversation, if if the reasoning behind why we can't play football in the fall is because of health concerns with COVID, which are valid. Now, granted, the study that the Big Ten and subsequently the Pac-12 based their decision on has since been. Uh, it's been found to be a little bit controversial. There's been some parts of it uh, debunked. Now, granted, in this day and age, you can find whatever facts and figures you want to back up the point you want to make. Um, there's no denying that with social media and stuff. But there are 
scientists coming out and saying, hey, the, the findings might be correct at the end of the day, but the reasoning for how they got there in this paper and this study that they based their argument on is woefully inaccurate. So that you look a little bit like a joker. But the point that I want to hammer home here is, like you said, if we're trying to look out for the student athlete and their health, how are you going to keep them from playing in the fall, allowing them to have a full off season to recoup before the next season, or they go off to the NFL, but we're going to throw them in back-to-back seasons and not let them have that recoup time. We're worried about their health from a disease they might or might not catch that has the same probability of them dying as the seasonal flu, but we're going to put them in physical risk that we know for a fact will be harmful to most of their bodies. So that, that logic and reasoning doesn't work, work for me. It doesn't make sense. Um, I think that there's a lot of pressure. I'm, you know, without saying, you know, we're not talking politics on this show. We, we, we do, we have bragging rights, but we don't care about those kinds of bragging rights. It just feels like we're in an election season and there's some pressure that people are feeling. It's no surprise to me that the quote unquote red states are playing football and the quote unquote blue ones are not. Yeah, and you're starting to sound a little more like um, another another guy that likes to speak on this oh, and hey, Clay no, no, Travis. No, so, uh, no hot know, takes. And, hey, I'm not going to say I don't disagree with you. I, I'm with you there. I I fully uh, believe what you're what you're saying right now. I also think it, you do have to look back. Obviously, there's an inherent risk on playing now with COVID, and you never really know. Um, there's just so many unknowns. It's hard to speak on. And I'm not going to get into it on the health perspective, but the way I look at it is, and this goes back to back to, to March when this first went down it, and there was those early talks on his college football even going to happen. And, you know, there was talks about postponing and one of the main, the primary points of postponing was maybe by the spring we could have full stadiums. That's a lot more money in the pockets of these, you know, universities. And so, Part of me kind of feels like it's that. Obviously, a lot of me feels like it's uh, it's very political, and um, you know, there's definitely a health health concern in there as well. Um, it's just interesting. It's interesting. There's so many. Uh, yeah. How about this one though? All right. Here's the risk, y'all. We think that we've got the technology and the science here at these major universities that you don't have at home to monitor you, to screen you, make sure you don't have it. And then if you do have it, subsequently make sure you don't have the heart condition associated, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. I think it's myocarditis or something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't do the sciences. Um, But we have the technology to do that. We've seen now a couple stories come out. Um, Max Dugan at TCU, unrelated to COVID, because of screening with COVID, was caught a birth defect that he had at his heart that and he wouldn't have caught otherwise. Exactly. That's a great point. It's 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 why can't everybody else do this type of thing? Because it's only going to benefit the, the student athletes. Like, why, why not? Right. If they're already at, you know, if it already is going to benefit them from learning about, you know, can I play or can I not play as a result of this? If you catch something else, then that's great. That's, you, you know, that's why you go to the doctor. So. I don't know. I, I, yeah, that that does throw a wrench in things yeah. for sure. Well, we won't beat it. Like I said, we won't. We don't want to beat a dead horse here. We have to touch on it because what else is there? I mean, that is the central topic of discussion. You can't go anywhere if you are going anywhere. If you're not scared to go places, you can't go anywhere without people talking about COVID. So, uh, you know, it's it's going to come up. It's very unfortunate that we're not going to have Big Ten and Pac-12 football. Uh, you know, obviously Ohio State would have been a prominent uh, member of the discussion 
in this season. Uh, Justin Fields is going to – I feel for that guy. I'm, I'm still a little salty at him for leaving Georgia, but I feel for him. Poor guy goes to Ohio State, has a really good season last year, and by all intents and purposes was going to be battling Trevor Lawrence for the top guy. And now you look at him and you go, you're missing out on your season. Do you, you, you're not going to play in the spring, even if you decide to stay your extra year. You're not going to play in the spring. That's a stupid joke. But look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow would have been a mid-draft pick. But instead, he plays his senior season at LSU, and he is making dough. And he, had a, he was one of the best single-season quarterbacks we'll ever get to witness. And if he, his season had been canceled, we wouldn't have seen it. Think about, think about that. There's a lot of kids who needed this year to make some extra money, to, to, to be seen for the exposure. Well, and they're not going to have that now. And I think the more powerful thing is those are the reasons why many people, many student athletes should be fighting this, this, you know, ban or this cancellation or postponement, if you want to call it that, of college, college football and all fall sports. But also, I think there's more power behind what Trevor Lawrence and, and Justin Fields are doing because they don't have to stick around. They could go pro. So what's in it for them? I, I get wanting to win a Heisman. I get that. That is a huge thing for your overall legacy. But they don't. They're like, what's the incentive right, for them? They're going to go, go in the first round hurt, no matter what. If they go out and get hurt and they go in the sixth round, I mean, was it smart to play this season? But that's why it's so much more powerful that they are leading the charge here because they don't have as much to gain, in my opinion. As the Joe Burrows, the guys that, you know, were starters, but, you know, we're, we're middling. This time last year, Joe Burrow was 200, and, 200 to 1 odds to win the Heisman. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's tough. You, 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 I will say this. You heard buzz about him, so I'm not going to say it's super shocking. But, yeah, you go back 200 to 1, I mean, jeez. Yeah. It just goes to show you, you know, you, it just takes one year. That's the thing, is it takes one year. Who one knows year. if he's going to be any worth yep. of crap in the NFL. doesn't matter. He got paid because he had a senior season. And there's going to be kids that, their draft stock's now going to be gone. There's probably going to be a few kids who, yes, we're talking about the big-name schools, but there's probably going to be some kids at smaller schools that aren't going to have the exposure who might not get drafted now. And and here's the thing is, back you, you said back in March when this happened. I, I remember thinking, Pierce, when, when stuff, dominoes started to fall, I remember being like, what is happening? But I thought to myself, well, okay, so we'll shut down for a few weeks, month tops, we'll get it under control, and it'll be fine. I didn't think to myself, we're not going to have college football. I thought, we'll have it figured out by then. Well, we don't have it figured out. So we can either not play, we're not going to have a spring season, that's a joke. We can either not play, or we can do what every other sport has done and figured it out. Now, I will say this. Once sports have gotten on the fields, you're not hearing people say, well, oh, so-and-so tested positive. you got to cancel it. You're not hearing that. The battle is getting on the field. I will breathe a sigh of relief this weekend when one team is able to touch the field. Two teams, rather, are able to touch the field. It'll be a small, small sigh of relief. But it will be a little bit of a sigh of relief because those two teams will have proven it can be done. So here's the thing. It's put up or shut up time. The rest of the season's either going to go off without a hitch for these schools that have decided we're going to play conference-only games, and uh, the Big Twelve, Big Ten, and the Pac-12 are going to look like idiots, or they're not going to be able to get through more than two games this season. And there's going to be an outbreak, and kids are going to be super sick, and Kevin Warren and the Pac-12 are going to be like, "Haha, jokes on you." Well, and and last point here before we uh, we move on to a, a happier topic. Um, 
I think because you've got students, you, you have these student athletes mingling with the students, going to classes with people they don't know where they've been, traveling as well. I think it's going to be much more of a fluid situation like the MLB, like Major League Baseball. They're not in a quote-unquote bubble like the NHL or NBA. Um, you know, PGA Tour might be the best example of a traveling circus that, you know, traveling sports organization that is has been able to, to do it. But they've had their fair share of, you know, COVID cases or false positives at the very least. Um so it will be interesting. I hate that. I, I I think it's a it's the only thing they could do is to pro or to delay the season, and that being the SEC, ACC, you know, Pac Power, Big Twelve. Uh, as you know, obviously there are a couple non conference games in there for for at least a couple teams. But I think you look at it, and because they're a month behind some of the starts, it'll be interesting to see after these first two weeks. I think that the first two weeks will be the telltale sign about whether or not this is going to be able to go off without a hitch. Or if there are going to be some hiccups in the way, like MLB has, where you know you look at the Cardinals, you look at some other teams that have you know had this. The Marlins were another example. Well, it's already happening. NC oh, State's really? already postponed. Oh, that's a good point. Exactly. So I think it's going to be very fluid, and I think this is going to be one of those years, unfortunately, where you're not going to be able to crown a champion. And but it's just going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be beneficial for the players, like you said, on the field that you know are trying to earn some money and show show you know what they're worth. And uh, so I mean, even if they get three or four games in, like. Can only help them right exactly so I, I feel pretty confident we're going to have football I don't know if we're going to have a full season but um it's good because it means that we have something to talk about I was getting nervous there Pierce we would not have a podcast this season because quite frankly I don't think I have enough to say if they're not games to be played well we've been talking about uh you know ha- adding a golf podcast uh which I'd be very happy to host. Obviously, my uh, a co-host would be difficult to find because the one I, I want to, to host with me would be it's, it's a little too nervous to do it, but um, yeah, maybe we could pivot to that. Well, okay. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. I'd be a, a babbling buffoon on there, but you never know. Yeah, well, we, if we wouldn't be the same. I would have to learn golf to keep everything on the rails, and that ain't gonna happen. So let's stick to football. Uh, well, we want to do kind of a quick rundown. We'll, we'll pivot here. We want to do a quick rundown of the AP Top Twenty Five because it felt like Pierce when that came out. I guess that came out Monday, Tuesday. Monday, yeah, Monday. I I was like, okay, things are starting to feel normal. It didn't feel normal seeing a bunch of uh, the teams on the AP Top 25 have asterisks by their names because they're not going to play. I I get why we're ranking them as a little bit of a well. One, I think it was announced that they the the voters had to have their ballots in before it was announced that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 weren't playing. Um, so that's probably why they went ahead and ranked them. But that being said, I get, you know, saying here's what would have been. But the next week, all it's going to take is September 27th to roll along, and then those teams that were ranked are no longer ranked. So it's going to be really weird. Ohio State uh, has not has not missed the preseason rankings or has not been in the top 25. Or no, I'm, I'm lying. Hold on. 1989 is the last time that the Buckeyes have not been in the preseason poll. So that, I guess you get to keep that record because you were technically in it, but like you didn't play. So whatever. It's a big, this whole season's a big asterisk. Um, but you know, we're going to talk about it anyways. Uh, let's run through it. High level though. Let's just go through it. We'll start from the, uh, you want to start from the top or the bottom? 
Uh, I'm fine with either, to be honest. Okay, let's uh, let's go through the top because I think that the top is pretty like obvious who it's going to be, and then when we get down to the bottoms, when there's some interesting discussions, we're not going to go in depth about each one of these teams. We'll have conference breakdowns starting next week that talks more in depth about these teams, names to look out for, things of that nature. Uh, but I just kind of want to talk about, uh, you know, one through. We'll go five at a time and just talk about the the rankings, what we uh, agree with, what we don't agree with, or uh, you know, uh, who's who's overrated, who's underrated, things like that. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Uh, the first five, we've got Clemson. No surprise there. They're going to be uh, – I, th- I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Just a hunch. Um, Ohio State, of course, they're not playing like we already said. Alabama comes in at number three, Georgia at number four, and Oklahoma at number five. Uh, interesting to me – I guess interesting, but not interesting. I would have expected LSU to be a little bit higher – they're not in the top five, which is a little bit interesting to me considering the year they had. I guess that just shows you how much they're going to have to rebuild this year, and it's a testament to Joe Burrow uh, and and the other players that got drafted um, from the Tigers. They lost a lot of talent. Um, but we'll see. I mean, this is the crop of characters you're used to seeing up there. It's it's There's no major shakeups. It's pretty much exactly like you'd expect. Um, I don't really know if Oklahoma's going to finish that high at the end of the year. I don't think we'll be looking at them saying they're a, a fifth-ranked team. Um, but I think, you know, Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia, that's pretty par for the course. So so normally, and I think deep down in my gut, I agree with you on the Oklahoma take. But but every year I get stumped by this because I, I, I want to say that to myself, and I go, well, who in the Big 12 is going to beat them? That's fair. They reload every year. Spencer Rattler, they're, they're, uh, supposedly their new starting quarterback, I think he's pretty much locked in there, is an up – everyone thinks he's going to be the next Baker Mayfield, the next you know, the next superstar on that team. Um, so they're, they're – yeah, you're right. The top five, um, I think there's no surprise here. They're the teams that reload the best. You have literally one and two are – Clemson has the number one. Best player in the country, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, hands down. And Ohio State has second best player in the country and a very close second. It could be 1A, 1B. Um, both teams, I think I think the, this would have been the national championship game, in all honesty. So, no surprise there. And then you go Alabama, Georgia. They both are going to reload. You know, you obviously have a few question marks as far as uh, – or one question mark as far as Mac Jones. Can he do it on an in-out or a week-to-week basis in the SEC. Hot take, he's not going to remain the starter throughout the entire year. And, and I'm not surprised that you'd have that hot take because I kind of lean that way too. Um, but they're going to have a great team outside of that. Uh, but again, QB is such an important, obviously, top two play, top two teams have the best two quarterbacks. So but you know what else, no though? No surprise. And we'll get into this when we do the, the conference breakdowns, but what I like most about Alabama and Georgia is the fact that depth. This is mm, going to be a year that if you don't have depth, you are not going to survive because all it takes is one player to get COVID. And, I mean, Lincoln Riley said today or yesterday that he didn't name which position group, but he says he has a whole position group out with COVID. Well, that's a great point, too, because, you know, we've been talking about Georgia's uh, standpoint as far as if we, we strictly talking about quarterback play, you know, because that's so important. It's the number one most important position um, on the field. What if, you know, the starting quarterback went down? Well, thankfully, this is probably the most depth we've had at that position in five years. So Alabama's kind of the same way. If you don't think that they that Mac Jones is going to stay the starter, then they've got to have some depth there. So you're right. I, I agree with that. And then you got Oklahoma, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Oklahoma finish three or four like they always do. So um, I, no, no complaints with this top five. Absolutely. All right, let's go six through ten, Pierce. 
Number six are the reigning champs, the LSU Tigers. Number seven, Penn State. Penn State will not be playing. Uh, number eight is Florida. I think that one is going to be, uh, oh gosh, I'm, I'm, I don't understand the preseason praise for Florida. We get it every single year and every single year. Uh, they don't necessarily live up to the hype, but whatever. Uh, number nine, Oregon, uh, will not be playing. And number 10, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, of course, being an independent has joined up with the ACC for this season. Uh, that being said, they've had so many COVID cases on campus that they have suspended football activities too. I don't think they're back in action yet to the best of my knowledge. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, but six through 10, Pierce, take us through your thoughts. So I don't think this is a, a, a hot take. I think a lot of people have this, but I think I think LSU is only in the sixth spot because of what they did last year. I think they're going to be right around. They're going to be flirting with in and out of the top twenty-five. Oh, I think they you think are that low. Yeah, even with two conferences so, not playing. So well, and that changes things. And we'll see how the obviously they'll they'll. I don't know how they're going to do a top twenty-five without that. It's going to change things so much. Yeah, that's fair. But you know, if you're looking at it from a from a totality point of view. I just don't see them being better than Alabama. I don't see them being better than Auburn. They're not going to be better in Georgia, and I don't see them being better in Florida. So that's fifth in the SEC. Could they slip up here or there? They lost so much talent. You know, you're looking at potentially they've got to play Alabama, they've got to play Auburn, and they've got to play, I believe, Florida. Yeah. I think those are three Florida, losses yeah. right there. They could slip up against maybe another opponent here, whoever they play. Potentially and I, I don't. There's another exactly. So they could be fourth in the West. So I see them being sixth or seventh in the SEC, and that's not to say they're gonna have they're gonna have good talent. It tells you they 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 can reload just as well as anybody else. But I just don't know if they quite have the depth, and I don't know if they quite have the experience to get it done this year. Uh, so I think they're slightly overrated, or certainly overrated. Um, well, what but about my hard... take on Florida? Do you think Florida's a little... I mean, you said it just then. You think they should be ranked over LSU. I, I think Florida's always going to be in the conversation of being really good. Um, but I just don't know if we're quite there. They'd have you believe that Kyle Trask is the savior. I mean, if you watch SEC Network for a hot second, they're ask, they're acting like Kyle Trask is the best quarterback in the nation. And I like Kyle Trask a lot. I, I, actually, I really like Kyle Trask a lot. I like his poise. I like what he can do. He's not very mobile. Which uh, is a little bit, you know, that scares me a little bit with their team, especially since they've struggled to block a couple, you know, a couple weeks over the last two years now. They just two weeks out of the season, they've struggled to, they've allowed guys to get pressure on the quarterback. Um, I do think there's, here's the thing, I think they're, they're slightly overrated, but at the end of the year, I think they'll be right around this spot. So I don't know if they're they're as overrated as I think. I I don't think they're going to be as good as I don't think they're going to win the East. They could, I don't think they are, but they could. So I think they're going to be first or second in the East, and that puts them either in the you know third or fourth spot or the seventh or eighth in my opinion. So I think they're properly, but I would say if it was a full, if you had all the teams in there, a big you know Big Ten, Pac twelve, everybody, I think they could be more like fifteen, sixteen. Well, you do have it in this preseason. True, but I just I'm talking about from a totality standpoint, looking at it. If you know you started playing it. out you the season, once, and stuff. okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I yeah, should have yeah. made that more clear. No, I get it. Okay, yeah, and then of course Oregon not playing. Uh, they would have had a pretty good season, I think. I mean, you lose, um, you lose some talent there as well. But Mario Cristobal would have had them reloaded. Um, and Notre Dame, uh, like I said, I don't know if they resumed uh, football activities or not. But they're going to be. I mean, here's the thing. 
who the heck are they going to lose to in the ACC? Another another not so sneaky take here, but I think Notre Dame is going to be. I think they could get into the playoff this year. I think oh, they're going to be. If they really don't good. get into the playoff, here's but here's the thing is, and and we'll talk about this. Maybe we'll talk about this more so at the end. But here's the thing is, I think if you have an Oklahoma screw up to a Texas, or if, if you have a couple two loss Big Twelve teams, you don't have anybody who's by far the favorite. You could be looking at. I don't see why you couldn't have two SEC and potentially two ACC. Yeah. I don't. They would never do it. They would never do it because they would only pick one conference to have two teams in. They'll include the Big 12. I mean, can you imagine there's three conferences playing and you leave one out? They would never do it. But to me, when I look at it, if I'm making predictions, the top four teams that are going to be playing that that I think will be playoff worthy are Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. So if you look at it, I think the ACC, <laughs> in the circumstances in the season that we have, the, the ACC is going to benefit from this, and I do. I think those two teams, I think Clemson and Notre Dame are going to get in. I think it's going to come down to, to the Alabama-Georgia game, and then I think, I don't think it's going to play out like it did two year, three years ago where Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia were all three neck and neck. <laughs> I don't, and so in that, in that standpoint – I think it's going to come down to the SEC championship game. Heck, it might not. If Georgia loses to Florida, then I think it's just it's working out in a way where Georgia, Al, either Georgia and Alabama are going to play in the SEC championship and winner are going to go, or the winner in the first is going to the winner of the first game is going to go to and win it all, win win and get in. I don't think there's going to be someone that slips in the back door. I think it's going to be Oklahoma at the end of the day, and I think it's going to be I, I do I think it's going to be Clemson and Notre Dame, and I think it's going to be Alabama or Georgia. So you think that they would give? I do. They would give a nod to two ACC over two SEC with the knowing though. Let's say, let's say that you get to the end of the SEC ACC and Clemson is 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 uh is undefeated. Notre Dame has one loss. I don't remember how they have it lined up if they meet in the regular season or not. I believe they do. Okay, so one of them is gonna have a loss. That's that's actually really good because. Uh, Alabama and Georgia have to play each other, so one of them's going to have a loss as well. I believe Clemson and Notre Dame are in the same division, so I think one of them is going to lose, and I don't think they have to face each other in the finals again. Oh, oh, so oh, that's oh, oh. what I'm talking about mainly. Look that up. I'll Fact look it up. I'll look Fact it up. check that. Yeah, because where I was going with all of this is you have, let's say, uh, Notre Dame loses to Clemson, which I, you know what they, I know that they play in the the regular season because they're going to go to South Bend. Uh, which, God, can you imagine? This is the year you get to go to South Bend and you don't get to go. The fan base doesn't get to go. I know. When you're a I mean, you fan went base. To, when Georgia played and it, you said it was almost a religious experience. I did not go. I went to the Rose Bowl a few years ago and I can only imagine, you know, if you're talking about electric college football atmospheres, the holy ground of college football, Rose Bowl and Notre Dame, those are two of the top for sure. So... Uh, I can I can only imagine how gutted you are if you're an ACC team and it's like my team gets to go to South Bend and I don't get to go. Um, but anyways, my point being, Alabama and Georgia are going to play each other probably twice before the playoffs. Um, Clemson and Notre Dame will play once. So if you've got a uh, a one uh, you know let's say Clemson's undefeated, Notre Dame has a loss. Um, Alabama has a loss, but it's to Georgia. Georgia has a loss, but it's to Alabama. You think that they give the nod to Notre Dame over two SEC schools who have to play more of a gauntlet? Yeah, and let me. Well, and and that's you. You. That's exactly why I think they're going to get in. You look at the scrutiny that is 
fallen upon the SEC in making these two additional, um, you know, interdivisional games, I guess, you know, when you're going across from the east to the west, Georgia got the crummiest teams they could get. So did Alabama. So how are those two games going to stack up better than what Notre Dame or, or Clemson are going to have on their schedule? You know, so so Georgia picked up what Arkansas and Mississippi State, the two worst teams in the West. Those were the two that they got added to their schedule. Alabama got what Vandy and like Kentucky, or Vandy and Missouri. How does that the Vandy and Kentucky? I mean, I I get it. They're they could be a middling ACC team, but how are those going to really compare with the ACC when you're just playing a run of the mill ACC schedule? So I think there are going to be arguments to be had there as to why Alabama and Georgia shouldn't both get in because they both played s- soft schedules for the most part outside of their their what was scheduled on their you know normal calendar. And then you look at Notre Dame. Now I, I get it. Notre Dame's going to not play Michigan this year. They're going to miss out on some some opponents. Some, USC. Of, their, some of their games that they play that make you go. But let me okay. say this. Let me ask this about Notre Dame. Notre Dame has a larger what's the right word, cachet around them, a, a larger presence around them than even Georgia and Alabama. So if they are tied with Alabama and Georgia in a fluke season where Georgia and Alabama didn't really have that crazy difficult of schedules because Alabama didn't get to play USC in the opener, you know, it, it kind of goes down to that. It's they're going to be comparable schedules, and I think Notre Dame is going to get in. So I if have, they, if they lose to I have fact-checked this. For the ACC this year, because of adding well, because of adding Notre Dame, it's because I guess that then makes them an uneven amount of teams. Oh, so it's just going to be the winner. They're not going to play. It's going to be Big Twelve style. It's just the two best teams. It's not. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. There's no divisions. It's one division. So it doesn't matter. Let's put it this way: it's going to be the same boat that Georgia and Alabama are in. We're going to be watching a rematch of Clemson Notre Dame for the ACC title. Because so, damn sure is not going to be Florida State or Miami, and it, those. I guess maybe you could see an, a UNC shock the world. That's probably the only other team that I would say maybe has a shot to maybe pull something crazy. But it's the highest win percentages in conference games. There's only one division, so I you're think, probably looking at a Clemson Notre Dame. I think, and and that changes things certainly. I still think that the likelihood of Notre Dame going. Say, say, say Notre Dame loses the first game. Okay, I think that's the most likely scenario uh, between them and Clemson. Say they do make the AC championship game and they play Clemson again. I think there's a greater likelihood that they make that AC championship game and beat Clemson at least once of the one of the two than there is of Georgia-Alabama meeting again in the SC championship game the way that it's going to play out that way. So, you know, I think it's going to go down to, obviously, sports, unfortunately, have now gotten a little political. I do think that if Clemson loses one of those games, there's no way they're letting go. Oh. No way. So I think it's going to come down to, okay, you got one school who runs a lot. I mean, they have their own network, NBC yeah. and Notre Dame. So, it's and then you have fair. Clemson who has the number one team. I'm just picking. That's, that's, I'm, it's I'm, a very fair point. And to your point, I wasn't really 100% clued in because I was looking up some stuff when you were talking about the prestige of the program. I mean, every year we're talking about the fact that they have Notre Dame ranked too high. And how many years do they and, get blown out? And Exactly. And every year we're going, oh my gosh, they're talking about Notre Dame like they're going to be in contention. And they're, they're going to be decent this year, but they're not Alabama level. They're not Clemson level. You're to your point. 
Clemson, go ahead, write them in. They're going to be in the playoffs. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Um, you're going to have, obviously, at least one SEC team. Uh, and with, with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten not playing, you're going to have a Big 12 team in as well. The question is, do you add the second ACC or do you add that second SEC? So we'll have to see how it shakes out. But to your point, if Notre Dame's sitting there with one loss and Georgia's sitting there with one loss, Notre Dame's getting the nod for sure. Well, exactly. And one last thing, and I will say this. I do think Notre Dame is going to be pretty legit this year. I, I'm not going to say they're going to be a fluky team. I would be. I really do think that Ian Book is going to be a top five QB, obviously without the Big Ten and the Pac-12 playing. So, you know, you look at it, Trask, you look at Lawrence, you look at, obviously you're missing Fields, you're missing some other guys, you know, whoever, uh, what's it, Slovis at USC. You're missing some good guys. So you, you look at it, maybe one quarterback in the Big 12, maybe Trask in the SEC, Obviously, Lawrence, who else is going to be better than Ian Book? So I, and, and, and he has a good surrounding cast. I do think they were obviously closer than maybe the score indicated, and it was still a close game when they played in Athens last year. So, And that's on the oh, road. Oh, they killed a, us, that tight end? In a crazy – well, and they, they're, they're missing him, so that's right. obviously key. But they're still going to have a great offensive line. They're still going to be – I think they're getting – they've figured out they've played enough top opponents the last three years that outside of what they'd normally play where they realize, okay, we're, we had to adjust a little bit and, and bring in some different style players to start meshing and to start competing with the big boys. I think they're really close, and we'll see this year. And I think, obviously, for the points we both talked about, I think they – they have a likelier chance of getting in with Clemson than two two SEC teams. Look at Just us. Just my take. Look at us debating the playoffs, and we don't even know if there's going to be a season. <laughs> we jumped into that big time. I we, feel like <laughs> I feel like the pa- the Paul Rudd gif where he's like, "Look at us. Oh, Look at the man. two of us. Who'd have thunk?" We went down a rabbit hole. I there, know. Huh? We got to get back on track. We still have the bottom half of this top twenty-five. All right, eleven through fifteen. Auburn comes in at number 11, Wisconsin at 12, Texas A&M at 13. Man, they pulled the short end of the straw here. They were looking at potentially, they were feeling high and mighty. They're like, we're going to have 10 wins this season. This is going to be great. Oh, but we're playing all SEC opponents, and I'm not sure they're going to even make it to like seven now. Um, Texas comes in at 14, and then Oklahoma State at 15. Pierce, 11 through 15. Um, only team that's not playing in that crop of characters is Wisconsin. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, and, and do you feel as bad for Texas A&M as I do? Uh, you know, it's funny. The last two groupings that we talked about, the uh, one through five, obviously the most sad I felt about a team or the most like hurt I was about one of the top five in the rankings was Ohio State. You look at five through 10, it was Penn State. You look at 11 through 15, obviously so. But I think a lot of those teams lined up well for this year. I do. I think Penn State had a good chance. Obviously, they had some guys back out, which would have made things tough. Micah Parsons was, I think, going to be the best defensive player in all America this year for Penn State. You look at Wisconsin, they weren't going to have to play. Don't quote me on this. I don't think they were going to have to play Ohio State in the regular season this year, and they weren't going to have to play Penn State. It makes sense because they're in that, that other division. They probably they probably would have gone undefeated in the regular season, and it was still they would have lost Ohio State in the Big Ten championship. But you look at it, that would have been a high. They would have still finished in the top eight. So you look at it, and and I do think I think one of the the teams Auburn, A and M, or Texas, one of those will finish in the top seven. I think that's pretty lot pretty easy scenario to think about. I do I, I like Auburn with Bo Nix. Interesting to see how they play out this year with some of their key players missing. I do think they'll get a little better, but they still have to go up against Alabama. I don't think it's they have to play them in Tuscaloosa. They have to play Georgia and Athens. I just don't think their schedule lines up well this year for them. 
Um, I still think they're going to be good. I, I do like Texas. I think Texas could sneak up this year. You know, obviously, uh, most people will scoff at that. I'm a TCU grad, so I obviously think they're a joke. But they're they still have some talent there. If they can just catch lightning in a bottle, you know, what's to say they can't you know come in second or third in the Big Twelve and finish you know top top ten. Um, so I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Don't don't get me wrong, but. So this is an interesting, uh, interesting five to think about. Um, I, I don't have much to, to say on Oklahoma State. I'll, I'll say more in the Big Twelve preview. But um, yeah, I think I think you look at A and M or Texas. They have a chance to move up. Cool. Well, uh, let's see here. Sixteen through twenty. Michigan not playing. USC not playing. North Carolina at number eighteen. They're gonna have a pretty good squad this year. Minnesota not playing, and then Cincinnati coming in at number twenty. Um, so we only have a couple teams here to talk about, though. You can do your high level talking about the uh, teams that aren't playing. Um, North Carolina is going to be pretty good this year. We already kind of talked about that. Love to see Cincinnati getting the nod. They've had a pretty good. Uh, they had a pretty good season last year. Luke Fickle got a contract extension today. I don't know if you saw that. So good for him. Uh, well deserved there for the Bearcats head coach. Yeah, I mean, you look at this. I, I, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't get too down on Michigan and USC being in there. Those have generally been overrated teams in the, in the past. Fair. Um, Talk about some prestige getting exactly, you a long way. Exactly. So I don't really look at them and feel bad for them. Obviously, I wish they were playing and, and feel bad for the kids, but obviously I think their rating is, is fair. Um, I, I, I do look at North Carolina, and I'm interested. I have a weird feeling North Carolina is going to struggle this year. Oh, okay. I think they had a, I think they have talent. I just think they had a an above-average season than they should have had last year, and I don't know. They've got so much hype coming in for their recruiting class this next year and and potentially the years to come. I, I get the sense that they're three years away and this could be a little bit of a letdown spot, but I do think they'll end up in the top 25. You look at the ACC, I just don't think they'll have enough. I don't think the ACC has enough there to, to upset North Carolina more than you know four times um, in the season. So I do think they'll finish top 25, but I think they're – I think they're a little overrated, but we'll see. You know, you never know. Obviously, one game could could mean a lot. I just think people are looking at the Clemson game last year as and getting getting too into that. Um, but we'll see. They they obviously have a great quarterback there. Um, Cincinnati. I'll know a little bit more about them once I look into the AAC. But yeah, I think Cincinnati could be a sneaky team that that does end up moving up because you know who who are they going to play? And I think when you look at the no fans aspect, when you look at some of the other sports, you know golf baseball baseball's a little different hockey basketball i think some of the teams that should win aren't having as difficult a time winning because there aren't fans and they're not having to go to those opposing teams places so i'd look at cincinnati to finish you know pretty high pretty high maybe top 15 top 12 awesome well let's finish out again top uh... of my dome so haven't done my full no, extended well, research. Well, so. we didn't want to go Don't in depth right now, people. anyways. Uh, these are not our official picks. We're just this is just you know at first glance. Uh, Twenty-one Pierce UCF, twenty-two Utah not playing, twenty-three Iowa State, twenty-four Iowa not playing. Kind of crazy that Iowa State's going to be playing a season and Iowa's not. But hey, you know what? It's I the guess in. COVID knows the difference between uh, the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. So. <laughs> good, good for the Cyclones. And rounding up your top 25 are the UT Volunteers. Um, I heard you when you were going through this kind of go, oh, Tennessee made the top 25. You shocked at that? I'm flabbergasted. I, I do think they have a much better – I think this is the best team they've had in six years, five years. 
um, since what Dobbs was there. I guess that might have been five years ago. Um, I just don't know if they have the QB yet. I just don't know if they're going to have that depth. And and I mean, top twenty five, top twenty five. That so. I mean, they could sneak in there with the way that, and they'll finish. I think I do think they'll finish top twenty-five. Obviously, if the Big Twelve and the Pac-12, when they're omitted from the top twenty-five, but I again, I think they're going to finish seventh in the SEC. I think they're turning it around. I really am. Um, uh, quite frankly, I'm the the best word to use is worried. I'm slightly worried because they're starting to steal recruits from from multiple places, including uh, teams that I follow. So, or the team that I follow. So. It's certainly uh, concerning, but I, I think they're a little bit overhyped because of what they're doing, kind of like a North Carolina, the way that they're moving. Um, they're trending upwards, and they've shown a little bit over the last year. And I think the, 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 poll, the, the guys making the polls are looking too much into that. Now, I do think Tennessee will f- probably finish about with the same record they did last year, maybe a little bit better. And so they could sneak in, but I don't think they're going to sniff an SEC East, therefore not going to finish close to the top 20 now obviously that's packed 10 big 12 big 10 included all right well that's uh that's the first uh little bit of talking real football uh like i said we will be talking more in depth about these teams going over the conferences uh names to watch storylines to look out for uh i'm just super giddy to have college football pierce it's been as of recording this podcast it's been 225 days since football and it's probably been the longest offseason that uh, I can remember uh, and and hope to ever have when it comes to college football. I hope we don't ever have to deal with this situation again. I hope that we play for me personally because I want to watch games. I hope we play for the players because I can't imagine having my senior season, sophomore season fresh. It doesn't matter. I can't imagine being told I can't go to do the thing I love to do. Uh, And that's really tough. And there's a lot of people who are dealing with that realization. High school, um, you know, colleges and otherwise. And so that's very upsetting to think about. You and I both played sports uh, competitively through high school, uh, and it was the highlight of my high school career. So I can't imagine not being able to play. So I hope we get to get we get to that point so that there's a semblance of normalcy for these people and that they can go do what they what they love and what they're passionate about. Um, but selfishly, I, I want to watch some games. I want to feel like things are normal. We're going to have a very, very fun fall Every sport in America will be playing. Playing. It's going to be unbelievably crazy. It's going to be unbelievably fun to watch. We are going to keep you up to date on everything. Uh, have a couple projects we're working on. Pierce alluded to maybe one coming down the pike. Uh, I've got something I'm cooking up as well. So make sure you're subscribed to Bragging Rights here on podcast. Uh, if you're not following us on social media, that's where you'll hear announcements. Uh, across all social media platforms at Bragging Pod. That's bragging without the G. So Bragging pod um and we might have a youtube channel coming soon so be on the lookout for that as well um but that's gonna pretty much do it for now um like i said if follow us on social media and engage with us we'd love to be able to you know have some some discourse there uh, and talk about uh the things coming up um you know so so if you do happen to follow us on social media let us know what your thoughts on this top 25 um and and, and i'll try to get pierce in on the twitter try to get him to actually tweet this year yeah, I enjoy the Twitter. The Twitter. The Twitter. I enjoy Twitter. I, I, I typically don't post. I think that's more of a, me being, um, you know, on my own personal account, being 
sensitive to what I post. Nobody and what knows I don't, it's but, you. It's but, not even a real yeah, picture no, of you. It's, it's my it's my favorite thing to look at, even though it's crazy these days. But yeah, excited like you alluded to, excited for football season, excited to get into the conference previews next week, albeit a couple conferences short. Um but excited to dive in more and get a more in-depth view on things and really uh, provide y'all with, with good insight and, and get y'all ready for the season and hopefully ready for some best bets, which are my favorite parts of the week. Ooh, making you some money. There you go. All right, for the Bragging Rights Podcast, I'm Madison. And I'm Pierce. Stay blessed, y'all. Stay blessed, y'all.